Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Intersom, and welcome to today's show. Our title today is Healthy Gut, Healthy You. Hello, everyone. I'd like to have a healthy gut. And aren't you like to be healthy, too? Well, why do you think it's important to have a healthy gut? Well, I know that when I don't have a healthy gut, when I have a tummy ache or when I'm feeling out of sorts, and a lot of times it is my digestive tract that gets me into that place, then I don't feel well and I don't function well and I don't have a lot of energy. I had bronchitis or bronchial infection, oh, about two, three months ago. And unfortunately, I had to have antibiotics. And oh, gosh, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. What that does to your gut. Oh. So it took a while to get it back functioning again. And at the end of the 10-day treatment, I started really flooding with probiotics. So we'll talk about that, too, <laughs> as we get down there. You know, I really do think a healthy gut is something that so many of us take for granted. When it's working well, we just don't even seem to recognize it very well. But when it's not working well, we really do have a lot of pain and discomfort. Our gut is really the largest, most important organ in our body. It breaks down the food that we eat. It extracts the nutrients. It helps eliminate the wastes, and it also houses about 60 to 70% of our immune system. And boy, I didn't know that until we studied this. I had studied a lot about the immune system, but 60 to 70%, that's kind of amazing. Another thing, too, the gut is so closely connected to the brain. You know, a lot of times we say things like you had a gut feeling about something, The gut does have a certain intelligence, and it operates very closely with the brain. When the brain is triggering danger, the gut goes into panic mode. (laughs) So your body is very closely in sync. Your nervous system is very strongly connected to the immune system in your gut. This is one of the things that we can begin to read if we pay attention to it. Well, certainly under stress, and especially with rising adrenaline levels, the gut stops doing the job that it normally does. It stops the digestive process or severely slows it down so that your body will have blood and will have extra energy for that fight or flight. So if you're on the edge a lot, your digestion is automatically going to be poor or underutilized. So think about that as your emotional activity and stress rises. Right, and you've just hit on one of the key things that we need to be aware of if we want to have a healthy gut. Too much stress really does damage that part of the body. Well, certainly other things like foods that are poorly prepared or foods that are overly prepared, like in the store-bought, over-processed, and highly carb and highly sugared foods. Everyone has heard someone say, I can eat anything. (laughs) Well. You can for a few years and maybe even get away with it for the most of your life. But as you reach the middle age point and beyond, all of a sudden that catches up with your system. 
And actually today I think a lot of young people are really being compromised because our diet in America right now really is not the best. We have a lot of refined foods and processed foods on the shelf, and people are just starting to wake up to the fact that we need to take care of our health. And those things are not the healthiest things for us to be ingesting. No, and even caffeine and alcohol, people say, well, I don't drink that much, or I only use them in moderation. But they can also affect your system in various kinds of ways. Now, naturally, we ingest viruses, and naturally, we ingest parasites. And when I say naturally, they come in through the food, through the water, through things we touch and then put our fingers up near our face, to our mouth. Mm -hmm. They just are all around us, and we can't really live in a world where they don't exist. Now, what is the difference between getting sick and getting well when we have so many of those in our system (laughs) all the time? When your system does get compromised, either because you have too much sugar on board or too many refined carbs that you're eating at a single time, or you just got done being drunk last night or something. Well, even too much caffeine. And certainly you mentioned before the antibiotics, the microbes in your system are really compromised by antibiotics. So that kind of lets the viruses and parasites get a foothold where the immune system would normally knock them right out. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, bad bacteria can proliferate and overtake what is called the good bacteria, especially in the colon, the lower part of the digestive system. So all of these can be a major factor to poor gut health. Right. Of course, other things we need to be aware of are things like even the -the over-the-counter pain relievers like NSAIDs and ibuprofen and acetaminophen, those kind of things are the pain relievers that can also compromise the gut. The lining of it is really just one cell thick, unlike, say, for example, your skin that's several layers deep. So whenever those cells are compromised by the bad bacteria and by the damage that we're doing in that gut, it starts to leak into your bloodstream. All of the bad things that are in your gut begin to leak out through that membrane, and they actually go right directly into your bloodstream. And, of course, that causes all kinds of problems. Well, artificial ingredients and dyes and other chemicals and also chemicals from chemical plants that get into the food supply, get into the water supply, they can also affect what's going on in your gut. People that do spray painting and get exposed to the solvents, all that gets dissolved in through your lungs and into your bloodstream and it makes its way to the gut. So these are all areas that can compromise a healthy system. And we need to be careful too, even with the chemicals we expose ourselves to for cleaning when we're cleaning our house. That's why there is this proliferation today of the green cleaning products, because people are becoming much more aware of how harmful a lot of these things are. Even a lot of the things that are in some of the skin products that we use, like our makeup and our skin creams and that sort of thing, we just have to be very careful and pay attention to the ingredients in these things. Absolutely. Now, we need to take just a quick sec to thank our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this leaky gut, and we're going to talk about the disease that's becoming really much more prevalent today than we'd like to think about it. 
So we'll be back in just a bit. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now we do want to talk about what happens when things do begin to leak through that leaky gut and get into the bloodstream and what happens in the body as a result of that. What is it that they call that today, Kira? Well, it's it's leaky gut. (laughs) That's a pretty good term. And it actually does suggest that the gut is permeable and that it does leak through. Bad things do leak into the bloodstream directly from it if it's damaged. Well, toxins are able to begin to travel throughout the body and to affect all kinds of different parts of your body, the muscle groups, other organs. And you begin to get all kinds of different weird symptoms. Also, very, very difficult to diagnose when you start having a multitude of these symptoms together. Right. Well, you know, your immune system just kind of goes crazy because you start to have inflammation flaring up all over. And this is because your immune system's trying to fight these things off as best it can. And many times it's losing the battle. Well, the body begins to release more stress hormones. So it's not like you're stressed enough. You're going to get cortisol released and other stress hormones. And it's usually done to help fight off what's coming through the gut. But you're still having the same issue with more stress and more chemicals and more hormones and more difficulty maintaining well-being. So these things begin to flare up and they show up in the body in all different kinds of ways could be allergies, skin conditions. You could have impaired body functions like your hormonal balances will get out of whack. You'll have headaches, perhaps. Some people have a lot of trouble either gaining or losing weight. And these things can all be related to how the gut is functioning. Now, one of the most direct ways is through stomach aches, cramping, diarrhea, and other difficulties with elimination. It could be prolonged, so where you think, what is happening to me? Some people even misdiagnose leaky gut syndrome as irritable bowel syndrome. It may not be irritable bowel syndrome. It may just be leaky gut syndrome with some of the same symptoms. I think sometimes a lot of diseases that we do have, It's just a label that they're hanging on some condition that's actually caused by a lot of the pollution in the body. Things like autoimmune diseases that appear over a period of time and doctors are really trying to figure out what's causing them and they don't have a real clear definition of these things or how they come to be and they really don't have really wonderful cures for them either for the most part. Things like, you know, lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and Other inflammatory diseases, and very often even heart disease, can be caused by your diet and the things that are leaking through your gut into your bloodstream. Well, it does take your well-being and throws it out the window. You have foggy brain. You can have depression. You can have just a general loss of clarity. 
just a real down feeling all the way around, then it's no fun to go through life with that as what you look forward to every day. When your gut is sick, your entire body and mind, all of your health becomes jeopardized. GERD becomes very common and flatulence and achiness and chronic fatigue. General sickness just seems to take over your whole being. Yeah, you've heard people say, I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. A lot of people with this problem really just can't function. Trips to the doctor don't seem to help. They yield sketchy results because there isn't a pill for this condition. Most doctors really at a loss to decide what's wrong and how to test for what's wrong. Most doctors are not nutritionists, and this is one of the biggest problems that we have in today's culture in the Western world. So they don't take a complete look at your diet while you're eating and try to make suggestions to you. They'll make general suggestions, but they don't really do a detailed look. There are some physicians who practice New Age medicine who do go through your diet as a starting point, but this is pretty rare. You have to work kind of hard, even in a big city, to find specialists like that. Now, we need to take one more quick break to thank our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what you yourself can do to help prevent this condition from happening. And if you do have it, how you can begin to recover. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Bill mentioned that we are going to talk about some of the things that you can do to begin to combat the situation if you do have a compromised gut system or digestive system. One of the first things we want to mention, of course, is that you have to stay away from sugar and also processed foods if you want to get well. Now, this is really not as hard as you might think. We have recently, in the last month and a half, done a no sugar, no processed carbs, or no highly refined carbs, and no grains in our lifestyle. Now, that isn't strictly because we're trying to get past a leaky gut problem, but it certainly can't hurt (laughs) and definitely will help us prevent getting that. We're doing it for other reasons. But I thought it was impossible to do. And for one, I just absolutely wasn't going to do it. And I've not been wanting to do it for, like, say, the last 10 years. No way. No how. I mean, I think about my ice cream and I think about pie and I think about cake and just bread. I think about bread with breakfast, toast and butter and maybe just a little jelly in it. Come on, just a little jelly. (laughs) You know, come on. And right now I've got like three nice jars of jelly that I got from Costco. Oh, my gosh. So they're sitting there. (laughs) Yeah, you did kind of come into this kicking and screaming, Bill. But those are some of your favorite foods. And so I knew it would not be necessarily easy for you. So I commend you for doing this. 
it is something that is doable, very doable. And once you start the process and begin to feel so much better, then it just makes it so much easier (laughs) to keep going. The bottom line is, it depends a lot on how sick you are of being sick and tired, as Garrett said earlier. Another great tip is to switch to natural cleaning agents and stay away from harsh chemicals as much as possible. So maybe don't use that bathroom spray with the bleach in it so that you end up breathing that while you're cleaning things. Switch to some other green products, as Kira had mentioned earlier in the podcast. Or use less of those things as much as possible if you absolutely must use them. Another thing, of course, is to eliminate some of the things that you eat that we know are probably not the greatest for you. Caffeine is one of those things, and alcohol. I'm not saying you have to eliminate these things completely. It depends on how sick you are. If you're really sick and you know this is your problem and you can identify it from some of the symptoms we've mentioned, you may want to try this. Just try eliminating caffeine and alcohol and gluten. Don't use those trans fats or pretty much any of the fats that you can get at the grocery store. Even dairy products, if you have reaction to those things, you just want to start eliminating those things from your diet. Because you may not know. You may have a lactate allergy and not really know it. Mm-hmm. So Now, there are some substances that you can provide in a healthy way. These would be L-glutamine and omega-3 fatty acids, and certainly zinc, and antioxidants, so the forms of vitamin A, C, and E. Now, quercetin is another one, and aloe vera oil, and turmeric. Those are all products that you can take that actually are going to help not only regulate the gut, but soothe it. That's right, and L-glutamine is one of those things that's very, very good for your immune system, so it really does help. Another thing is, if you can tolerate them, you can introduce probiotics to restore the bacteria flora. That's the good bacteria. You can look for Lactobacillus aphidophilus and Bifidobacterium lactis. These are primary good bacteria that you can restore You can buy them over the counter. These are in gel caps, and they usually come 50 or 100 in a plastic bottle. And they're not that expensive. A lot of people keep them in the refrigerator after they open them. And some are actually stored in the refrigerator at the stores, you know. So you can kind of do your homework on that. Just go on Google, and Bill and I did that. I like to get the ones that have the most active culture, too. Right. So. Another thing you can do is if you're really sensitive in your stomach and just really can't tolerate a lot of these things, you might consider a soil-based bacteria if you're not going to tolerate these and you've tried them. Sometimes the soil-based bacteria formulas are better tolerated by people who do have really strong problems with their gut. See, there's more to those kids eating the dirt when they're two and three years old than what we really thought. Moms are now trying to keep their kids completely out of the dirt, but who would have thought they should be out there eating the dirt? (laughs) Well, this is what actually does aid us in developing an immune system is when we do expose ourselves to some of those things and our body learns to deal with them in a very natural way. Now, it's good to use organic salt and especially sea salt. This is a much better product if you're going to use salt then use just a standard salt. 
Also, digestive enzymes are a good thing because we don't have enough enzymes in our food today. And that's one of the reasons why often you'll have flatulence after a meal because you haven't had the digestive enzyme that should have been there with the food that you ate. Beano is one of the products to use. And that is a digestive enzyme, Beano. Yes, often used to digest those hard-to-digest beans, (laughs) (laughs) hence the name Beano. (laughs) Other digestive aids are cinnamon and mint. And, of course, these make a nice flavor at the end of your meal. Oftentimes, those are dressed up in desserts, like, say, rice pudding with the cinnamon on it. Now, with all the dairy, rice pudding may not be a great thing, no, and especially no. <laughs> with the rice being a grain. Yeah, but yeah. again, that was just something that Hold people the dessert used to do. and have the cinnamon. <laughs> right. You can also begin to eat a lot of alkaline greens, things like kale and spinach, broccoli. A lot of people do wheatgrass and parsley and corella and spirulina. Those are some of the things that will help balance your gut system. Right, and some of them are in leafy form, like the kale and spinach. The broccoli is a full vegetable, and some of them are in capsules, like the spirulina. Prebiotics is a good thing to have, and these are in fermented foods. So these would be in like yogurt, kefir, kimchi, which is the Korean dish, and sauerkraut, the German dish. And these are things that you can learn to make at home. And we may do a podcast on this in the future, but I've started making some of these things at home. I tried my hand at sauerkraut and it really worked out pretty well. So I'll be experimenting with it, improving my techniques. But I was really pleased that it did work out the first time I tried. And we've already talked about the importance of lowering stress. So you can do a lot of things. You can either lower it by doing some exercises or maybe some form of meditation. The interesting thing is that the more false alarms that are created by the mind, the more we get ourselves stressed out over every little thing that's going on, the brain really doesn't know the difference between what's real and what we're thinking is real. So we need to keep our system as calm as possible. And these are just some of the things that you can use to make that happen. So you've got to figure out some way to learn to chill out. (laughs) What is that? The acronym for fear, false evidence. Appearing real. (laughs) There you are. (laughs) False evidence appearing real. And that leads to fear. And it is all just figments of our imagination. Again, the subconscious takes it as real. It's not. No. Try to think of it in terms (laughs) of... Not as often as we think it is. Let's put it that way. Now, it's not a bad idea to reduce your intake of red meat. A lot of red meat tends to produce chemicals in the gut that disturb the gut health and also inflame your bloodstream. Doesn't mean eliminate red meat entirely. For those who are not going to do that, try to cut back and try to substitute other meats than just red meat. Fish is a good substitute. Mm -hmm. Well, and also chicken and those kind of things. You know, it's really just a matter of too much. And even paleo diets don't recommend that you overeat the meat. It's actually been shown scientifically to produce a chemical that does contribute to heart disease. So it's probably wise to not have too much of it at any one time. Now, as we've mentioned many other times in other podcasts, 
getting vigorous exercise always helps. Not only helps in other parts of a healthy body, but it's very important with a healthy gut. Getting enough sleep is really important. Trying to get a balanced sleep day by day by day is much better than having several days where you get five hours or six and then trying to make up for it on the weekend. It's much better to try to have some kind of flow through, which also means try not to take naps because that's what often upsets the sleep pattern. Right. Having rest and sleep does really help to fend off the inflammation that's a result of not having enough rest. And when your body is tired and agitated, it's not going to do well when it comes to healing those kind of conditions. Now, our last tip for this podcast is to stay hydrated. So by the time you're thirsty, your body is already past the point of needing liquid. Water is the best liquid, but other liquids can be good. Green tea can be very good for you. Green tea with other types of tea in it can be good, like say a raspberry tea or a strawberry tea with green tea. Some things are not as good as others. Again, we said coffee and alcohol and certainly soda pop is way at the top of the bad stuff. But try to stay hydrated. If you're outside and it's a warm day, make sure you're having liquid that you take with you. So these are just some of the things. Mainly, you want to just eat wholesome food and clean water and chill out, (laughs) you know, and get a little bit of exercise. Walk once in a while. Before we leave you, we do want to say to the audience that we're not healthcare providers. Nothing that we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. Everything that we share here is our own opinions, and it's based on our personal research and experimentation. And we absolutely encourage you to do the same thing for yourself. That's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips Podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast, and the Happiness Experience Podcast. And of course, today's podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback. And also, let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time. And remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>